Thank you to Audible for supporting this episode of Rogan Reasoned. Guys, I have a commitment issue with books. I buy them. I have great intentions of reading them. And yet all I have is a giant stack of unread books. But I found a solution that works really well for me. Audible. If I can't multitask it, I can't do it right now. So Audible allows me to listen to audiobooks while I'm doing another task. Cue laundry, making dinner, or working out. It doesn't stop there, though. They have a wide collection of podcasts, comedy, wellness programs, and more in their app. Discover thousands of titles and get your free 30-day Audible trial by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash roganreasoned. That's www.audibletrial.com slash roganreasoned for your free 30-day Audible trial. Hey there, welcome back to Rogan Reasoned. This is our space to talk about all things life, business, and badassery, and claiming the right to live life on your own terms. I'm your host, Laura Swan Siegman. Thanks again for tuning in, or if it's your first time joining in on the conversation, welcome, and I'm happy to have you here. I appreciate all of your listens and that you take time out of your day and week to be a part of this community, hopefully finding a little insight or inspiration and giving me your feedback on the topics we discuss. The internet can definitely be a crazy place, for sure, but it also gives us the opportunity to connect with our kind of people. So here we are. Last week was the one-year anniversary of Rogan Reasoned, and I wanted to tell you how much all of your messages, congratulations, and encouragement meant to me. We are on to year two, which is so exciting and again, still so wild. Not any more glamorous though. Full transparency, I usually just record these episodes in a spare room in our house, which my husband affectionately calls his office. However, there's no real officing that happens there for him. It's just a space that he can decorate freely with football and basketball shit. And since it's carpeted and better for sound, It's my studio for a few minutes each week. This episode is actually my first episode not recorded in my studio as I am currently sitting on the floor of our guest bedroom at our vacation home in the woods, hoping that Marshall doesn't bark at the deer outside. We all just make it work, and I'm no different. And I'm grateful for my work that allows me to be anywhere I want. In the previous episode, I also announced that Marshall and I are holding a birthday fundraiser. We share the same birthday and each got a year older last week. And it's for Magnificent Mutt's Rescue here in the Chicago area where we live. We are doing this in memory of our best friend, and as Marshall would say, brother, Bolt, who we lost very recently and suddenly to silent and aggressive cancer. I adopted Bolt from Magnificent Mutt's Rescue back in 2011 and had the best nine and a half years with him. I'm so grateful for this rescue, giving me my best boy and allowing him the opportunity to find his forever home with us. I'd love for you to take a few minutes after this episode to learn a little more about Bolt, our story, and ways you can support saving more lives. You can visit www.lauraswanseekman.com slash bolt or simply visit the show notes for the link. 
will be hosting this fundraiser through August 31st, 2021. And 100% of your donations and efforts go directly to the rescue. All right. So this week, I thought we would draw the conversation towards a great little word with just two easy letters, N and O. The word no for all of our Sesame Street lovers out there. For whatever reason, this word can be scary to say. It can create discomfort, anxiety, stress, or avoidance. But no is not a bad word. It's simply a response to a question, expectation, or demand. And there's a whole lot of good that comes from saying no, especially in business. As contradictory as it might seem directly off my tongue, it's true. But as with anything, there's an art to it. There's a lot of questions we'll never really have the answers to. We can speculate, make assumptions, draw conclusions, and find patterns. Maybe one day we'll all know the answers to all the things when we leave our spot here on Earth. But for now, here we sit, wondering. Personally, I wonder when direct responses and the word no became a bad thing. For whatever reason, people have such a hard time saying no in life and in business. Actually, it seems even harder for people in business. So while this obviously can be applied to life also, let's break down the business end and how you can better say no to your clients. Why is the word no so uncomfortable? Odds are, if you immediately cringe at the thought of having that word leave your lips, you are what we might call a people pleaser. People don't always love hearing the word no. And as a people pleaser, well, that word doesn't breed satisfaction. Or maybe you're too customer-based. Good customer service is one thing, but constantly bending over backwards for everything is just straight up exhausting and not necessary. You've probably heard the sentiment you can't take care of anyone else unless you take care of yourself first, right? It's true. That's why you put your own oxygen mask on, on the plane, and then you help those around you. Constantly bending over and never setting boundaries is depriving you of the air you need to perform in your business. The word no can help you keep your oxygen. We are also often afraid of losing clients and their money. Being an entrepreneur is hard. Business is hard. And if we say no to opportunity, won't we fail? No. That's just operating from a place of fear and scarcity. That breeds panic decisions, chaos, and manifestation of bad energy. You can say the word no plenty and still have the clients you want and the money you want. Actually, you may even have an abundance when you start saying N-O to things. And remember, it may feel uncomfortable to say no simply because you rarely do it or you've never tried it. 
You just don't know what to expect after it is said. The fear of the unknown creeps into your mind and soul and holds you back from allowing it into your vocabulary. Honey, rip the band-aid off. It's truly not that scary. There is a true point to using the word no. Actually, there's several points to it. Other than looking like you have a fucking backbone of some sort, it also creates clear boundaries. With boundaries, we are able to reduce our stress and find more time. Saying no creates efficiency in our lives, something we could all use a little more of. Saying no at appropriate times and reinforcing our boundaries, we stop dicking around with clients, tasks, and conversations that don't matter, don't earn, and take up time we don't have to give in the first place. But there's an art. You can't just run around telling all of your clients to fuck off. Art isn't just about the final end product, the painting, the sculpture, the song. It's about the whole process, why it was made, how it was made, the inspiration behind it. The art of doing something, including the word no, is no different. There's a process to its use. First off, you need to pump the brakes a bit and make sure you're seeing the picture as a whole. Listen and understand the whole thing before you say no. No doesn't need to be a blanket term. There may be yes parts to a scenario and no parts to a scenario. Let's say you own a t-shirt printing business. You may make a concession or have certain perks available for bulk orders. You have a client that would like to negotiate a discounted price and free shipping because of the large order they'd like to place. You can concede to one if you want while denying the other. Your response might be, I appreciate you trusting me with your project. My pricing is set based on the time and materials it takes to create high-quality shirts for my clients. It's important to me to deliver a great project, and to do so, I've created a pricing structure that allows me to do this. While I'm unable to offer a discount, I can absolutely provide you free shipping as a thank you for the investment you've made in my services. Saying no doesn't always have to include the actual word. It just has to mean the same thing. Support for this episode also comes from Fiverr. With Fiverr, you can save time, money, and energy on things your business needs, but you don't have the time for or have any interest in doing. Do you think I edit my own podcast? Honey, no. I am not cut out to be a sound engineer. By outsourcing this weekly task to someone else, I significantly reduce my stress and free up my time to produce content I am passionate about and not dreading. Fiverr has a ton of other freelance services too. Virtual assistants, grant writers, you name it. Visit the link in my show notes or head to www.loraswansiegman.com and click on consulting to view Fiverr as one of my business resources. You need to know why you're saying no and be upfront about it. In this same example, you know you needed to say no because without proper compensation, you wouldn't be able to maintain quality in your business. You'd be so rushed with projects, trying to earn more in less time, that you start making mistakes in printing 
or you'd opt for the cheaper quality shirts that tear or shrink to that of a doll size in the dryer in an attempt to pinch pennies. You're saying no because the reputation of your business is important to you. If you can't explain it to yourself, you can't explain it to others. But be careful. Being upfront and transparent isn't the same as justifying. You don't have to sit there and write a three-page essay proving why you needed to say no. Say it once and be done. Also, be concise, but kind. Let's say a client contacts you to reschedule a session or appointment. Super last minute, citing something has come up. It's outside of the time frame you've inserted in your contract, when you've inserted strategically to prevent the loss of income or time in your business. Instead of saying, no, if you don't show up for the appointment, you'll be charged anyways. Perhaps you can find a softer, still concise way of saying no. You might say something like, I'm sorry to hear you'll be unable to make our session and hope that things work out for you. I do have to uphold the cancellation clause in our agreement due to being unable to rebook another client in this slot so last minute. Thank you for your understanding, and I'd be happy to offer you a 25% discount on a future booking since we were unable to meet today. You don't have to offer anything, of course, but be nice in your response. You have no idea what something someone is going through, and unless, of course, they told you, and we are all human at the end of the day. And be confident in your use of the word no. Nothing says weak like someone who says no and then immediately retracts and says yes. You'll get completely taken advantage of in business. Unless someone provides you with a very valid and reasonable point or response you didn't previously consider, do not do a switcheroo just because it's uncomfortable or you get pushback. Your no is cutting the bullshit for you and your client. It's doing them a favor and allows them to find the yes they need, even if it's not with you. That should be respected. Have you ever had a boyfriend or girlfriend string you along? It sucks. You could have spared yourself the trouble, time, and effort if you had known sooner that it wasn't going to work. Do the same for your client. What goes around comes around, and you'll leave space for the clients you do want to be able to approach you. The word no, though only two letters, is a big word, one with power. It can be used poorly or professionally. It can be scary or freeing. It can create boundaries or be a barrier. You have to find your best use of it in business and make it a tool in your toolbox. And keep in mind, not everyone is going to respond favorably to your use of the word no. Even if you do model this strategy and use it to the best of your ability. And you need to understand why so that it doesn't get to you. Just like you might have felt before this conversation, the word no can have a negative connotation to people. They might be receiving it from a fearful place or a place of scarcity. They are struggling to find someone that fits their needs and are trying to force you into that position, even if you don't belong there, because they don't know what else to do. They might not have anticipated your response and are unsure of how to respond themselves. They might communicate poorly 
or they just don't hear that word very often in their own lives. Maybe everyone caters to them and they lash out in a childish way when they don't get what they want. They have a temper tantrum. So if you get a shit reply to your use of the word no, it's not a bad thing. You didn't do anything wrong by appropriately and fairly upholding a boundary you've set in place. It's not on you to handle someone else's baggage. Give it some practice. Everything takes reps, including saying no. Listen and understand the whole situation. Know why you're saying no. Be concise but kind. And be confident. Hit those four areas every time, and I feel strongly that you'll be able to improve your communication with your clients. You'll earn their respect, you'll honor yourself, and you'll find yourself in a place with less stress. And put your own spin on saying no where needed. Art of anything is subjective after all. And I want to end our chat today with a simple challenge. This week, before our next chat, Use the word no effectively three times in your business or create three ways to say no for situations you could see happening in your business down the line so you feel prepared. And I want you to go out and be a dick randomly or turn down good business just to hit three. But I'm sure you've been overlooking or avoiding several things that you can just go back and finally address or find things to anticipate. So when you find your three, Hit me up on social media at Rogue Reason Podcast and share with me what you've learned or found by tagging me in your post, stories, or in a message. I will see you back next Monday with a brand new episode. And until then, have a great fucking week. Talk soon. To learn more about me, your host, and the Rogue and Reason podcast, visit www.lauraswanseekman.com slash podcast and follow along on Instagram at Rogue Reason Podcast.